Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. I am excited to be here today with Mistress Gemma Lee. Gemma is a dominatrix who graduated with a degree in psychology from UCLA, specializing in behavioral neuroscience, human sexuality, and intimate relationships. In this conversation, we speak about what it took for her to take the step and become a professional dominatrix, splushing, meaning sex that involves food, and tickle torture, amongst many other things. Let's get it. I am Amanda, and this is Playful Podcast. Kink is a journey. Like, you're always discovering new things about yourself. It's never-ending. I'm always discovering new things about myself, playing with submissives, and as I've evolved my practice. And so things that you really enjoy now in a little bit, you might not be that interested in anymore. And you have these new kinks and things that you don't really think you'll ever be interested in. You know, you might try it and it might be uncomfortable and you might not like it in the moment. And even after you might be like, oh, I really didn't like that. Yeah. But then you start obsessing about it and somehow something clicks. And then you're kind of like aroused by it or there's something thrilling about it. Mm. And then it becomes a new kink of yours. I don't like to lie. I'm terrible at lying. Yeah, no, but I yeah. mean, one lie I do have is that I don't smile in pictures. So there's this idea mm. that I don't really smile. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, well, maybe you just need to earn it. Um, if you would describe yourself using three words, what would they be? Mm. Yeah, it's always hard to like self-describe for myself at least yeah. if I really had to condense it it would probably be I'm very observational uh, I really do just like observing and people watching mm. compassionate 
I would like to think I have a big heart and can be really understanding. And I mean, there is definitely like this inner child silly side that I love <laughs> to I love bring that. out. Yeah. yeah um, although, you know, I've been told I have resting bitch face. But again, that's kind of <laughs> like the smile. <laughs> I don't see that way. actually. But maybe when you're in your role. I mean, absolutely. There's something about that, right? But it's, for me, it's really about connecting with someone. And whatever that naturally facilitates, mm -hmm. then that's kind of reading them and going with the flow of that. But I do smile a lot. And, and I'm pretty silly. Maybe it's just more of a comfortability thing because I can be quite shy when I first meet someone. Oh, I did not notice that. It, it took a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, as a kid, I would just always hide behind my parents, even when visiting aunts and uncles. Really? Or just hide behind them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm. I want to hear more about like how who were you then as a teenager? Because then. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually a really big goody two shoe. I was very afraid. To break the rules and get in trouble but that might have also come from having asian parents uh mm. you know they they were very americanized and they were actually very much willing to let me explore in many ways but the asian culture tends to be you know you don't dishonor the family so you have to kind of show face and whatnot and also my sister was absolutely the rebellious one, like far end rebellious. So I think I kind of learned from her mistakes and really tried to avoid that. But there was an inner rebellion in me that never really liked rules though. Mm -hmm. And so I would walk the line of like, all right, well, I'm going to kind of create my own, but also I don't want to call attention to the fact that I'm breaking the rules. Ah. So maybe I just never got caught. <laughs> oh, okay. Very smart to create your own rules. I, I love mean, that. I guess that's part of the ob observational thing, you know. It's mm. like, but I, I don't know. Uh, just by hanging out now a little bit with you, I feel that you also have a very eye for details. Mm. Like I was like, which glass is mine? You were like, it's this one. You know, you just. Do you feel that? Do you have like photograph memory or like do you scan quickly? Yeah, I. I would say I again it's the observational thing I'm mm. always checking things out I'm always you know purveying the land I'm very much a people person in that I like connecting with people yeah. although socializing may be more difficult for me but in terms of relating and seeing how people kind of react and interact and also being observational of like where things go, maybe it's part of control as well. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. so it fits into my role as a dominatrix. I know you later on studied psychology mm -hmm. and like specialized in sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, has it been easy for you to express your own sexuality before that? I would say I was very sexual even as a young kid. So funny story, uh, even when I was like six years old, I think I got caught doing stuff. Same. <laughs> I was four. Yeah? Yeah. yeah my, I just, I remember so clearly walking down the hallway and my teacher wanted to talk to my mom after class. <gasps> we were just walking down the hallway and she was like, 
Yeah, so I'm not sure if, you know, maybe she's un like not clean and she's itching down there. <laughs> or like, I, I just don't know. Like she was obviously implying something, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's so natural for kids to explore whether we know what it is or not, right? Or we kind of, we're just in our bodies. Yeah. And so we're just feeling that out and... And not yet having the shame or the, yeah, you yeah. Know? Which I think is really beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. mean, just being very open about that. And so, yeah, it started very young. And in my teenage years, I was a bit religious. So I think that kind of got pulled back in ways just because of shame. Yeah. Or just the community or people I was, was surrounded by, that judgment of that. But again, that was me kind of playing inside the lines of like, mm -hmm. hey, I have this part of myself, but I never really outwardly expressed it as much. Uh, so, yeah, I would say sexuality started very young and it has been pretty core to who I am and how I operate. Um, I had a friend who told me, you know, for her, sexuality and sex is like a handshake for her. Like it's a very casual thing for her mm -hmm. to get to know someone. And for me, it certainly is like I feel like I could understand someone even more so through sexuality because there really is that unspoken. And that's what's unsaid. Yeah. That you're picking up on. Yeah. It's kind of like the energy you feel between someone. Definitely. Instead of just words. Yeah. No, there's, I agree with you completely. But I have also been curious about the people who feel that it's just like, you know, not so personal or you know it's mm. it, maybe I'm interested in the platonical sex also I think it's like it's something else like I need, I, I need to discover that more <laughs> so for you is it more so like you need to have a connection with someone that's more mm. intimate yeah yeah or like I don't need to have known them very long but I definitely want to feel some like, I need to feel some softness in my heart mm, yeah. for that person, I think. Or, like, that's what make, gets me going. I agree. Yeah. Like, that, that's how I operate, for mm, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess we're all different. We're all different. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way to do it. <laughs> True. Did, did you, when you were studying, was there anything you discovered? Or did you get any new, figure out something there? Mm. I mean, I learned so much for sure. I think one thing that's not necessarily pinned to sexuality per se, but something I really learned and that was fascinating was how malleable our brains are mm. and how, you know, our brains can really fill in the gaps when necessary. Or say, for example, if someone loses a limb, they could have this phantom limb, like they could still feel the sensation as if they had it. Or even so, our brain sometimes, because that part of our brain is no longer active or needed, then other parts are able to kind of use that as a resource and expand there. And I found that fascinating to where it's like, hey, we're not really limited by whatever constraints that we're told or like that's possible. So that was really nice in terms of sexuality. 
That you know, is so true. Like that's something. Sorry for interrupting. No, you. no, no, no. But I, I just think about like when you have uh, sex dreams. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not even touching yourself. It's just in your mind. But you can like it definitely feels, yes. achieve climax. Like, mm-hmm. and that's definitely a proof of the power of the brain there mm-hmm. when it comes to sexuality. Society has really created constructs around sexuality and what's mm. right or wrong. And like, let's say. Yeah, the kind of more Puritan view is like monogamy or whatnot. But when you look at our closest primates, like DNA-wise, like bonobos, they're very sexual primates in terms of they will play with each other, uh, same sex and like between each other because it was actually a way of bonding and creating closeness and protection for their group. Yeah. And you do see it in other societies, you know, villages where they might have shared partners or whether it's polygamy or otherwise the opposite of that. And it goes to show like there might be a natural instinct for us to not have to be so boxed. Mm. And so for me, it's like, okay, the constructs that we've created in life and in our society as we see it today or the mainstream society I believe it probably did serve a purpose right whether that's like protecting the community and whatnot but at the same time I think it's good to question definitely like Like what was it what purpose did it serve and does it still serve yeah yeah and so that was really fascinating to me Mm. yeah that was like okay well, these, you know, primates that we're very close to operate this way and they kind of have a reason for that. But then we decide to be this way. And so that really opened up my mind yeah. towards, you know, there's other ways of expressing sexuality. Yeah. And then how did you discover, because you also, you worked in the tech I did. I did. So how has the journey looked like until you became a mistress yourself? I think going into tech was also part of like doing what I thought was right Mm. or like, you know, what I was told. Um, Not that my parents ever were like, you have to be exactly this, but I don't think they expected me to become a dominatrix. I didn't expect to become a dominatrix either. (laughs) There was not like in class, what are you going to work with when you grow up? No. Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I did that for a while. And, you know, I I knew that it wasn't something I was going to do forever. Mm. It was kind of a means to an end. It was security, job security um, in a space that was innovative and that will be here to stay. And it just came down to me getting depressed to be honest Mm -hmm. I was feeling burnt out I was feeling drained I didn't feel fulfillment in it and honestly I was working against my strengths to kind of be someone who I was not Uh, I did work with a lot of executives and the sassy part of me sometimes wanted to just kind of tell them and call them out but I was also like okay they hired me you know that's not appropriate um And so I quit that job and I didn't really know what I wanted to do next, actually. I kind of just 
blindly was like, I'm going to trust that I can just let this go and I'll figure it out. It was really difficult for sure because I do like planning and I like knowing what I'm doing next. Um, the security somehow or... Yeah. Yeah. But life doesn't operate that way and I think that was a big lesson. Yeah. So you just quit one day. I just quit. I was like, I, I'm done. Like, yeah. this is not serving me. This is not fulfilling. Life is getting shorter. And I considered other career avenues. And actually, a partner of mine suggested that, oh, would, do you want to become a pro-dom? And I was like half joking. Because he, <laughs> or that, that person uh, already saw these qualities in you. I think so. Mm. I yes, yes, yes. I believe so. So I don't know. Maybe it was partially that they wanted something out of it too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm happy that it stuck. Yeah. Like, I'm very happy. And so, to be honest, I I had my looking back on it. I had my biases against it. I, mm. I had friends who were sex workers, and I love them, and I did not care what they did, you know, that didn't matter. But when that was brought up, I like laughed at it. I was like, well, what am I going to tell my parents? What am I going to tell my friends? Like, that's bogus. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but that seed was planted. Mm. And then I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Ah, so yeah. over the course of like four or five months, I started researching. There wasn't a lot on the internet. Uh, I mean, it's just not an industry that's really, like, regulated or anything. No, exactly. And so I reached out to some doms that I really appreciated, just, like, their, whether it was their aesthetics along with, you know, how they practiced. So I just reached out. There, there was stuff from tech that really helped in terms yeah. of connecting and trying to network. So I reached out to them, spoke with them. They did share the challenges that you face as a sex worker yeah uh, that's well done by them uh, yeah I, mean, I appreciate that mm. because i that that's what i want to know i was like Makes what am i getting you. into yeah uh what like what are the challenges am i made for this mm. is this really for me and so some of them shared some really you know difficult stories not necessarily that they've personally experience but that they've had their friends or that they've seen mm. and I put the idea of becoming a dominatrix to the side for a bit uh, yeah because I was like okay that's not really worth that hassle it wasn't so much like oh what would be done to me it was more of like oh you know doxing could happen for example doxing, doxing so they like find out your personal information uh. They harass you. They threaten you. And mm. even to extending to your loved ones. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, you could fuck with me, but you can't fuck with anyone yeah. I care about. No. And so that was really difficult for me to sit with. I was yeah. like, if someone I cared about really got severely mm. um, hurt by this or like their life is usurped because of this, then I don't know if I could live with that guilt. Mm. Um, however, I just couldn't get out of my brain. Like, no. I, I started getting depressed again because I was like, there's nothing else that seems appealing. No. Oh, well. And so it took, took the leap of faith. And I was like, you know what? I left my other job to do something that I believe is going to be fulfilling. So just go 
dive feet first and all in. Wow. Amazing. And have like having thought about it for so long before you took made the decision mm-hmm. also makes it so like so powerful when you start. Like then you are you know, you kind of like put your soul into it on another level, I guess. You're not tr- testing the waters anymore. Or was that how it felt like? You were like, at, at one day you just like started or how? Yeah, I I did take some courses, right, to get familiar because I I was starting to play with it in my personal life a little bit, but there there's such a vast array of what BDSM could look like and how it's expressed. So obviously safety. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is of utmost importance, mm. especially when you're dealing with things that are kind of more fringe or, you know, on the edge. And so I took some courses and I kind of gave myself a deadline of like, okay, by this time I'm going to go pro. I'm going to go public. And I had started social media and whatnot and I started getting interest. And so it was almost like the market kind of forced me, propelled me into it. I'm like, okay, it's here. So you might as well just take the opportunity while it's knocking. And yeah, it was like, well, I'm in here, I'm public, and there's no going back. I mean, of course, I could always end it if I wanted to, but at that time, I was like, all right, I'm committed to this. Yeah, and your face, well, like, you know, social media is still like, then your face is there, so it's still, yeah. But I mean, I guess you had, like, it seems like you... We're in a community where you knew like smart people within the business already, which creates a safe space for you somehow. Yeah, I was very fortunate to have a good community of doms that, you know, I could use as a sounding board, although every doms journey is very unique, Mm. you know, in the way we practice our styles and what draws certain submissives to us. And also how we decide to run our business. Yeah. Like we all kind of have to do trial and error. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of, today you offer a list, a bunch of, how, what do you call them? A bunch of kinks. Kinks, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, various kinks. How did you 
discover what you want to specialize in. Do trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Trying it out. Mm. And I always tell my subs, hey, don't say you would never do something. You know, you might have, like always be open to maybe trying things once, maybe at least twice or three times to know for sure. Sure, like if you have a serious phobia against something and that's going to psychologically propel you into something that's really negative, then you got to traverse that carefully, right? Mm. Um, but I've, I have a lot of subs where they've had certain things on their limits and I was like, kink is a journey. Like you're always discovering new things about yourself. It's never ending. I'm always discovering new things about myself playing with submissives and as I've evolved my practice. And so things that you really enjoy now, in a little bit, you might not be that interested in anymore. And you have these new kinks and things that you don't really think you'll ever be interested in. You know, you might try it and it might be uncomfortable and you might not like it in the moment. And even after you might be like, oh, I really didn't like that. Yeah. But then you start obsessing about it and somehow something clicks and then you're kind of like it's aroused by it or there's something thrilling about it. Mm. And then it becomes a new kink of yours. Yeah. So that, that's, that happens so often. Mm. And speaking of, could we like delve a little bit into the topic of splooshing? Yes, splashing. Splashing, <laughs> <laughs> which is um, to me super exciting because I have never come across it. So I'm super curious to hear more about it. It's playing with food. Yeah, food. yeah. It's definitely one of the more fun and playful kinks for me yeah like yeah I think what's nice about food is that people commune around food regardless right you're at a party and everyone's like there's this big lounge area and but everyone's hanging out in the kitchen for some reason <laughs> and so food is very intimate too and some people just have this thing where they like food being on them they like eating it off someone mm. you know they like getting it sm like mushed all over them, trampled on them. I mean, there's so many ways to play with that as a tool. And I find it pretty innocuous, to be honest, as a kink. And so I think I like that playfulness behind it. Yeah. Um, and you also, I remember what you said before that uh, in your family, you connect a lot around food. Mm -hmm. So it's somehow a little fun link that now you're like ah. using it in another way to communicate yeah for definitely vulnerable intimate spaces as well yeah that's i didn't put the two together <laughs> <laughs> another one that may be like my the the i say splooshing you said splashing splashing is i right. say splashing yeah um splashing i could definitely try out like uh, i'm not uh i'm yeah that sounds great but the tickle torture, mm -hmm. that's like, I think I would need it, but I hate it. Like the thought you of it. You need it. I think so. I think it would like kind of like open up some parts in me about mm. control. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it's my worst. Uh, the tickle is like. It's torturous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, how does it work? The beautiful thing about kink is that you can't really pigeonhole of like this is what this kink means and no. this is 
you know, what it represents because everyone experiences it so uniquely and the expression of that between individuals is very different. Um, but there are theories and observations as to why people might be drawn to certain kinks and whatnot. Um, I think with tickle torture, I mean, there's that physical like vulnerability, right? It just, when you're being tickled and your body, you can't do anything. No. Like you're not able to fight back necessarily and your body just has to release all that. Um, and then also it could be very torturous in that the overwhelm. Mm. And so it's also kind of a psychological mental challenge to endure that with, for some people, it, it's a way for them to express the dominance and submission, like just letting go to a dominant. There could be associations with like childhood or some formative memories around it. Yeah. Where they I linked it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my sister. So used like to... being aroused? No. In particular? Opposite. Opposite. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying I hate being tickled. The what? I hate being tickled. Oh, you myself. hate it. Yeah, I hate it. It's to me disgusting. Like <laughs> <laughs> like the thought of it makes me like really feel like I'm suffocating. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel like oof. Well you're trying to get air, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. But do would you say because I mean sexuality is so such a big part of our subconscious also in mm. some way mm -hmm. would you say it would be a good idea for me to try something like this out if it appeals to you oh, yeah like, but if you're curious mm. about it right not only for self-development not only for self-development no, it's a question <laughs> oh i i do i mean Yeah. Every experience, yeah. I think you learn something new. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, you'd have your safe word if yeah. you could get air. Right? Yeah, true, true, yeah. I mean, a little push is good. Maybe I could start yeah. with something light. Yeah, a little light. You could start with feathers. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, the deep, like, nails dug in, tickling, like, into your muscles. Mm into the body so like sensory play is a great way to kind of understand your body and like what kind of ignites or what sensations feel nice like yeah a scarf a silk scarf create that like light sensation um and then new associations could always come up too with that right mm, yeah like reprogramming sometimes yeah exactly that's what i yeah that's where i wanted to head the reprogramming But uh, the, the reading, like if a client uh, schedules a session with you um, and they don't are not really sure of what they're looking for, mm. how can that journey for the two of you to discover look like? That's where I have to go into investigation mode. Yeah. You know, like... I really like knowing my subs on a personal level as comfortable as they are sharing, like kind of understanding why did they reach out to me? Like, what are they drawn to if they've seen kinky porn or read literature? 
I always like to start a little lighter unless I know and they are specifically saying like I like these specific activities and they want the intensity but it's also really reading them within a given situation and during the session because any given day you know one day we might be able to take a bit more intensity than another just mm. whether we're stressed out or we're tired or whatnot and so really getting a hold of like their mental capacity, checking in with them before playing, seeing where they're at. But for really big novices, I think just as important is getting to like, what are their limits? Cause I think a lot of beginners don't know, or they might say like, I don't have any limits. And that could actually make it harder to create a beautiful setting and an experience. Um, I like to say it's like playing in a sandbox, right? If you don't have the box, then you just have sand everywhere. So it's really hard to create that beautiful castle or whatever you're building, because then it could just be completely dispersed. The sand's everywhere and you might have granules here or there. And so you're not quite sure what you want to create. And, and with that, understanding their limits of, and kind of walking through, through them being like, well, how do you feel about this? And how about that? And all the time they're gonna always be like, actually, no, I don't think I would be okay with trying that. And so it is a matter of like just digging in and asking things or when they'll be like, oh yeah, I may be okay with that, but I'm not sure. Then, you know, that's kind of an edge that you can maybe play with. You might don't have to go all the way, but at least you could give them a teaser of it and kind of get it into their mind of like, oh, there, there might be more to this particular kink. Yeah. Oh my God. I think it sounds so fun. Like I, <laughs> your job sounds like it has so many qualities. Like, I don't know. It sounds like you have found. Also, I see the light in your, eye when, <laughs> your eyes when you speak about it, that it's like, yeah, I've met a lot of dons. I just, it's so interesting how you, every time you hear, like within any profession, you hear it with such, like the stories are so different mm. and the, the energy behind it is so different. Yeah. Dons, it's like we are bringing our personalities, right? Mm. So it's going to be very different Yeah. in the way we express our dominance. I mean, what fun would that be then? Yeah, definitely. If every dom was just outputting the same thing. No, you need to find your match. Mm -hmm. It's right. very much like dating. Not every sub is right for a dom. Not every dom is right for a sub. And so if you're fortunate enough to come across one that you really have that chemistry with. Go then, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, how, how has your like a view on sex work changed when you got into the business yourself? I wouldn't say my overall view changed in terms of like, I didn't ever have anything against sex work. So like I was always very supportive and okay with that being around me with my community and friends. Uh, but how my view did change was actually experiencing it and the challenges that we have to go through and a lot of the loopholes and needles we have to thread to be successful or maintain our presence. I mean, social media being kind of the forefront of that. 
and the regulations around that really impeding our ability to advertise or, you know, fully express. And so, yeah, the challenges of navigating that and kind of the suppression of the expression, the misunderstanding of the beauty of this side of sexuality. It's a profession that's being so quieted that it's like mm-hmm. hard to, to get the nuanced picture mm-hmm. of it. But are there any, um, uh, because now I feel like I'm going back a little bit, but are there any more, would you say that you have specialized in some of the kinks more than others? Or are there some that you prefer or really? Definitely prefer. I wouldn't say I've specialized. And I've kind of wanted to avoid having a specialty because I think I would get bored and I would be probably kicking myself, be like, all right, now everyone's coming to me for this particular thing. Um, I definitely have specific kinks I enjoy playing with, like complete immobilization for me that I feel like that's really the ultimate trust where you're not able to go anywhere. Like I have got you completely bound and I could do whatever I want, right? And so you're trusting me. You're kind of exposing your belly to me. Like I could do irreparable damage if I didn't know what I was doing or if I really wanted to. Not that I I do. (laughs) Just want to clear that up. (laughs) Um, Sure, I want to scare you and hurt you a little sometimes. (laughs) But... Part of the fun. uh, Oh, absolutely. Um, But... I like that. I like sensory deprivation. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with that, just taking away senses, whether that's being able to see, hear, speak, or even breathe at times. Uh, That's very vulnerable, right? And um, in terms of specialty, it really, yeah. I find the actual kinks or activities as just a conduit to the power exchange. And it's really the power exchange that I enjoy, Um, the psychological and mental dominance, just getting their mind to submit um, and really let go of that control. And so if they are into a particular kink, then if I understand it and I know how to do it and I enjoy it or I feel like it doesn't impede on my boundaries, then I'm going to like that kick because I want to use it against you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I view how I like to practice. Yeah. I do like impact play. I guess I, I do like hurting. There's a theme there. <laughs> All right. Um, and like, what's your relationship to intimacy, would you say? I love intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you see the real person. And I think that's like the juice of life is that intimacy, understanding someone, understanding what makes them tick, what makes them, what drives them, you know, what makes them hurt or scared and just seeing all facets of them. I think that's the beautiful thing about life. Yeah, so the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It's definitely vulnerable. Um, it's like every connection is unique. 
in that, right? So I'm always learning new things as well from anyone I meet. Like I believe there's truth in everything, you know, maybe not everything is the full truth, but you could find truth in it. Yeah. And so just seeing all peoples of different walks of life and where they come from, I'm always gathering information and data from that and reflecting on like my life and like where does that fit in or like learning oh that works for me I never considered it that way or having my views shifted like I'm always open to my views being shifted yeah wow thank you so much Gemma this was really really yeah. lovely thank you This was it for Playful Podcast this week, but please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.